to Conspiracies and Beyond. So what is this podcast all about? Well, conspiracies, conspiracies, and more conspiracies. I'm Jedi here along with Todd, and today we are going to talk about time traveling. Yep, I'm still not over last week's episode about the flat earther. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, what, what's your stance on that? Have you let, have, has it, has it sunk in yet? Oh, yeah. I am still globy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, check us out on Two Conspiracies and Beyond on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we are proud to be part of the CMG family. Check us out at clovercrestmedia.com where you can find our show, Two Conspiracies and Beyond, as well as over 40 other podcasts such as Burn, Ivy League Murders, and my favorite, Sticky Beak. I love true crime. Do you listen to true crime? I like crime in general. I, yeah. I like all of it. Yeah, I listen to podcasts all day long, and I'm having a beer because uh, did you see Bill Cosby got out of jail? <laughs> yes. Why are you telling me about that? <laughs> I, I don't even watch the news anymore, but I saw it all over Facebook. And if there's like one person where it's such a cut and dry thing, <laughs> the world has gone mad if he's out of jail right now. But he got off on a technicality, so I mean, I I guess there was an agreement. I I don't know how. I mean, each state has different laws, right? Yeah. All right. I'm excited to get to this time travel. So let's do a quick news story, then we'll talk to Mark. Okay, I got kind of a wacky story here. Our news things seem to be kind of crazy. This Wisconsin woman just set the Guinness Book of World Records. She already held this record in 2014. She had 6,320 items of a certain cartoon. They must have just recounted. She's doubled it to 11,455 items in her house. This involves toys, beach towels, plates, books, candy. This is from a cartoon. What cartoon would you guess she has all these items from? Powderpuff Girls. <laughs> I'll give you a couple guesses here. What about, does uh, Gargamel ring a bell? The Smurfs. Yes. <laughs> she has over 11,000 items in her house of the Smurfs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, would, I would have an ultimatum because I hate clutter. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like clutter either. I mean, it, it, it's chaos. And still I, life. <laughs> yeah, she said when she was seven or eight years old, she was collecting them. And her brother started eating one of the toys, so she started putting them in safe places. And she just kept accumulating them. And she said right now she could get over $100,000 if she could kind of sell them all individually. Wow. <laughs> but she has over 11,000 Smurf items all over her house. That's going to oh take up goodness. a lot of space. And you know what's kind of funny? I was looking up the Smurfs' names because I was going to give you that little clue there with Gargamel and Azriel. So you get Papa Smurf, Smurfette. Can you name any other of the Smurfs? No, I, I, I no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because their names are all just like Clumsy Smurf, Farmer Smurf, Painter Smurf. <laughs> like you would never really know that. <laughs> I didn't like that cartoon because there was only one girl. 
There was oh, yeah, only Smurfette. the Smurfette, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the the movie's actually pretty pretty entertaining. But I thought that was kind of funny. It's kind of crazy. All right, let's uh let's talk to Mark about time travel. And Mark, are you a time traveler? <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. Accidentally sometimes, yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you started, when you learned you, you could do this? Well, it was an accident, actually. Um, I was about 15 years old, and I hadn't really had any kind of anything related to that. It never crossed my mind. I didn't read about it. I didn't study about it, nothing. It just kind of one day happened by accident when I was at a party, and I didn't really think that it happened, to be honest with you. I'm like, well, that didn't just happen. No way, you know. <laughs> and then as the years went by, I was like, oh, my God, I think that really happened. And um, I can tell you the story if you want to later on or now or whenever. It's pretty interesting. But what, what, what is, was it like deja vu or was it actual, like, how did you tell the difference? Oh, my gosh. It's like nothing you've ever experienced before or myself I've ever experienced. Like going so fast that it is mind melting like you it just melts your brain like you can't even think <clears throat> i can't even describe how fast it is like you you know people say you know, if you went light speed you go back in time imagine going like 900 million times faster than that it's it's so incredible it's it's not even comprehensible like it's it melts your mind basically like that's what happened to me i just it, not that it melted my mind but it was so fast it's like oh my gosh wow like you're just I don't know. <laughs> it's it's, it's so, almost beyond instant. Right. Is your physical body going there or is it just your conscience? I don't know because when I'm there, I don't know if I'm here or not. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not here to see if I'm here or not. <laughs> so is, is it like, it like a, an oh, outer body experience? I would say yes. If I was to describe it, yeah. Yeah. The first time, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. I shot up through my body and... You know, like, you know, you hear people like they tell stories when they um, have out of body experiences, they float above their bed and they can look down and see themselves and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Well, imagine, imagine doing that to the galaxy and you're looking down on the galaxy and then go up about seven times that much amount where you're looking at different layers of different densities of the universe and you're looking down on all that. Okay, wait. Before you say any more, I want to know, is the world flat or a globe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, mathematically, the world is a globe, period. Mathematically, it is a globe, yes. That's the way the physics are made up as. That's how we operate. The universe itself, though, is perfectly flat. Uh, Jedi, just on a side <laughs> note, I'm supposed to be preparing for this show and like all week, I was still listening to Flat Earth podcast, even though we're <laughs> we're done with the interview, we're done with the show. I just like, oh, that's not a rabbit hole. I'm gonna be able to get out of anytime soon. This is interesting. This is perfect yeah. with the time traveler because if it's an outer body experience and you're looking down like you're in a galaxy, then they would know, right, whether or not the Earth is flat or round. Right. Yes. We, sh yeah. we should have had him on last week. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to a couple people other than Mark, and Mark was the one that I was kind of convinced that he's definitely either time traveling or he definitely like believes it. I know he's not pulling our leg or anything just by how much we've spoken and how passionate he is about it. So, can you tell us about the story when you think you went back to when you went back to the caveman era? Let me preface that a little bit, though. 
Okay. When I had my first quote unquote experience, what happens is that you pass over the times that are in the future. Okay. You you passing over those. And so when you come back here, then you, it's like you always experience a sense of deja vu as that's like an after effect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any kind of visions prior to that. I didn't have any kind of weird dreams. I didn't have any kind of nothing until that day happened. And then it's like after that, boom, everything started hitting. Everything that happened after that was due to that first, very first time that was like an after effect. So, right. yeah. So like, so that was, you know, basically 25,000 years in the future. Okay. So obviously when I go forward in time from here, I'm going to experience some kind of deja vu. Like, oh, I've seen that before. Oh, I've seen that before. Oh, I've seen that before. That's how that is. So you can go backwards in times too, which I didn't really, I've never actually tried to do anything. It just happens. Okay. So part of it is when I sleep, I kind of slip through time. I don't try. It just happens. And so you just find yourself there. You're, you're, You're just there. And so this one time I'm aware that I'm there. So you, you become conscious. You're, you're aware that you're there. And I see this cave woman, probably about 15 years old, and she's running around, no shoes on. And she's, I see her in her environment. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, that poor thing. And there was nobody else around her, no nothing. There were dinosaurs chasing her, nothing weird like that. She was just there by herself and scrounging around for food and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, that poor thing. Wow. I mean, just as primitive as you could ever imagine. So I wake up from this dream, quote, um, vision thing, whatever, where I was just like there. I'm like, okay, well, that was just that was just a weird dream or vision. And so later on that day, not thinking anything about it, I'm at Walmart and I'm I go shopping. I'm standing at the checkout line, and I see this girl standing next to me in the other checkout line. Her hair was long, past her shoulders, like dreadlocks matted dreadlocks like knots and her skin was like the brown rusty color like she had been in the dirt her whole entire life and never got to wash off like the the dirt had stained her skin it took me a couple seconds to get my bearings i'm like oh my gosh that's that girl i saw and anyways i looked at her and i smiled smiled at her and she smiled back at me a great big huge smile zero teeth i think she had one maybe two teeth i was like oh my god and I'm sitting there looking at her and she kind of smiled again and she kind of made like a grunting noise like you would expect from like a cave girl or something who couldn't actually speak. I'm like, right. I'm just sitting there kind of in shock, basically, okay? And this lady is standing next to her and she's taller, wearing a business suit and like this weird looking hat. Like a, I don't know. She just looks out of place. She was like a, um, I, I believe that was, I believe she was a time travel agent, basically, who had gone back in time, extracted this girl from her time brought her forward and they were standing in line next to me. Anyways, I looked down at the girl and she's holding this pair of shoes. I'm like, right. okay, so this lady's maybe, you know, maybe she works for a child services division. Okay. I'm trying to rationalize it. Right. And so anyways, I, I leave and everything, I go home and later on that night I fall asleep and I find myself instantly back where I was the, that same morning and I'm in the same exact spot. But now I see this girl running around her same environment and she's wearing shoes now. I'm like, oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. So they they brought her shoes and took her back to her own time and dropped her off. And now she's running around on rocks and just is happy. It was incredible, man. Honestly, it was absolutely incredible. (laughs) And you recognized her right away. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like seeing the Geico guy in your dream and then waking up to see him on TV. You're like, yeah, it's him. Right. I mean, it's unmistakable. It's clear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's haven't you had a lot of those things where you kind of had premonitions? I have so many, I cannot, be, I cannot even tell you. It's absolutely well, crazy. Yeah, Eden, do you want to pull up the picture of the horse and he can tell us the story about the horse? Okay, so I have a friend who has who has a horse and she, um, she's kind of a psychic empath and she knows I, you know, can try and see things in my own way. And she's like, well, can you give me any insight, any, you know, on this? And when she was little, she told me that she always liked horses and she always dreamed of having horses. And so um, she she grew up and she felt like she had fulfilled her wish as a little child growing up. And, and as we were talking, um, I said, well, send me a picture of your horse. Let me check him out. So she sends me a picture and she's, she keeps on talking and she's like, she's talking about all this different stuff. And I, she says, well, by the way, my number, my favorite number is the number 13. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And I didn't think much of it. And then I'm sitting there listening, looking at her horse as I'm talking to her. I'm like, Chris, not only did you get the horse you wanted, but it has your number 13 on it. And you see that? She I just see got, it. Yes. And it was so amazing. I mean, she was just like flabbergasted, like, oh, my God, you're right, Mark. I see it. I see it. And she'd had this horse for like six, seven years and never once could see that way to, to ever actually see it. Right. So for people listening, the horse's markings, it's clear as day. You can see a one and a three. We'll post that on social media. Uh, definitely check that out. That's So how does this tie into time travel? Um, what I believe it is, is partly when you think of something, your mind goes ahead of you, like quantum access, basically. And then it comes back. And then sometime later, you catch up to where it stopped and created that thing. And so you basically, you're sending your thoughts out into the future ahead of you. And so in her case, she was, you know, seven or eight years old, sending her thoughts out. And it wasn't until she was like 50 something that she caught up with that. You want to, we'll, we're going to pull up the picture of the moon. You want to tell us about your moon vision? Oh, that, you know, that was just a test for myself. Okay. Mm. When you like, how do I explain this? Like you kind of devise tests to yourself to figure out, okay, is this real? Am I making this up? Am I seeing things? Is this really happening? Can someone else see it? You know, Hey, can you see that? Can I, can I take a picture with my phone so other people can see it? So you kind of, what I did one day is I sat down and I just, tried to think of the most random thing I could deliberately. And I just drew it real quick, like less than like a minute. And then I mm -hmm. sat and I was like, okay, that was, I put like as little thought as I could into it. So it was like completely random. And then I meditated on it for about five minutes and I just drew it in my mind real quick. And then I forgot about it, let it go. And then later on that afternoon, that night, the moon had, had fully risen and I go outside and I had forgotten about doing this. Okay. I look up, and there's the very thing that I had drawn earlier in my mind and on the paper right over my house. And so I took a picture of it. I'm like, there it is. That's it. Right there. <laughs> right. And so I that mean, was just kind of a self-test. Yeah, it's just kind of a self-test for me, basically. Yeah, so we'll post this on social media. So you did a drawing, and then later you looked at – what is that the sun or the moon? The moon? I can't really tell. It's the moon, yeah. So, and it looks exactly the same with the little diamond. I mean, we can't tell, but I, I'm not, I don't think you're lying about it. Like what, when you drew the picture, but um, that's pretty interesting. What's your biggest leap forward? Uh, forward was about 25,000 years. 
Now, did you ask people? How do you know that? I had to ask. <laughs> Basically, I, I, I thought I had died, okay? Because I said, you know, where am I at? Did I die? Who are you? Where am I at? And that's when they told me, you're, you're in your own future. This is Earth. And it's 25,000 years from now, from when you left. And they told me that they pretty much gave me a, a brief summary of all the events prior, leading up to then, that, that led to there. You know, there would be four more cataclysms that hit Earth, a few more world wars. Anyway, so yeah, that was 25,000 years for me. But you know what's, what's interesting here, Todd, Kegless? What's interesting for me is that when I was actually going there, you know, quote unquote, like being pulled through time, I remember... It was about 25,000 light years away for me, which yeah. somehow equated to 25,000 years in time. So there was a direct correlation there. So you are being pulled. You're not flying. It's more like a, a force that's pulling you towards that time period. Um, yes and no. It's, it's instant velocity is what it is. Like, you when like there's like um gravity you have a gravity of the planet you have gravity of the solar system you have gravity of the galaxy when you get above that gravity there's nothing slowing you down and then when you go above that there's literally nothing slowing you down and so you just keep accelerating and accelerating and accelerating and so when you look in a certain direction that's basically your accelerator you just look and you take off like a million times the speed of light the speed of light is slow, okay? Honestly, it's slow. Um, what compared, they, it, compared to like, that. Yeah, like 900 million times faster is what basically they equated to. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's uncomprehensible. The speed of light here is slow compared to what it is elsewhere. How long do you think you're gone for? I was gone for about 30 to 40 minutes our time and that equated to about a day there but that's traveling there spending a day and coming back that was a half hour to 45 minutes our time has anyone when you came back told you on how you were when you disappeared or went to through that time period um the i did ask when it when i came back what had happened is they the people there were nice and they said we're gonna we're gonna send you back to your own time we're gonna beam you back when you get your bearings and you recognize stuff, let us know and we'll, we'll release the beam. So they beamed me back to my time here and I recognized the solar system. I recognized the sun, earth, the moon. And when I got over the earth and they released the beam and I found my way back into myself. And when I got back into my body, I was frozen cold. Okay. And I woke up and I couldn't speak. Everything was a slur. I, I, everything I tried to speak came out of a jumbled mess. It wasn't like for about 10, 15 minutes, I could not speak at all. It was just garbled, jumbled mess. And I tried finally after about 15 minutes, I could form coherent words that they could understand. And I told them what happened. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Uh huh. And this one kid, I looked over and he was ghost white. He's like, no, man, I saw you. I saw you. You were sitting there and you laid back and then your head fell back. And I saw this like white beam come out of you and you just shot straight through the ceiling because I saw it. And this kid thought I had died. He was so scared. I mean, like petrified scared. Is it hard coming back to 2021 after being, I'm guessing it's a lot better then. Is it 
I have to say it is excruciatingly difficult to come back here. Yes. I am not happy about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the reason being is because when you go into the future like that, that far, all the wars have been fought. Okay. All the petty arguments are over with. The, all the greed things are gone. There's nothing to fight about. All the growing pains are gone. You know, new technology, you blow yourself up. You learn new technology, you weaponize it, you blow somebody else up. All that stuff's behind you. So there, they've already gone through all that, the growing pains, and it's basically Eden, okay? That's what they, they, they actually named, they renamed the planet Eden because it was so perfect. They finally had achieved world peace for every human, every animal, everything. They, they did it. So that's, that's yeah. really exciting yeah. news, you know? Wow. So when you're there, if you said, like, what do you think of the 2000s, what would they think of this time? They would equate that basically to us looking back on the caveman. They look at us as barbarians, wow. basically. Uncivilized. You know, and it's okay because I guess certain things have to, we, you know, you have to experience the bad to appreciate the good. So I guess that's how that is. Is there a reason or have you figured out the reason why you have this gift or it just, I mean, who gets to be a tra time traveler? I don't know if it's something that we choose prior to coming here. Like, Hey, I think I want to do that sometime, you know, like I eventually, okay. So you have, you, 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 you have a soul and you have many lives along with your soul. And it's like a string with knots on it. And each life you live is like one of those knots and you have a soul stream. That's like your timeline. And so for me, I think at some point in time, it just kind of fell into my laps. Like, hey, you're responsible. We know you're not going to try and abuse. We're going to give you this. I think it was, like, it was handed to me like that sort of because I knew I wouldn't abuse it. If I was to go ahead 25,000 years and you were to go ahead the same, would we be at the same place or is it different timelines? No, no. We, we would both be there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. In fact, some of the people here today are there then. And didn't you tell me when I asked you what year you were from, don't you think you're living in the past now? How did you put that with when we were talking? I feel like I was sent back here. I mean, I know I was sent back here, obviously, because I went to the future accidentally, and I was sent back here to my own past. But it's like you feel more at home in the future than you do here. Like you almost feel out of place here, sort of. Everything's wrong everything's wrong you're like this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right this is and eventually you're like okay this isn't right like this is wrong <laughs> i'm right, like, supposed so to be you, somewhere else <laughs> do you feel like do you feel uncomfortable in your own skin where you are basically no 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 i'm super happy to be here man definitely just yeah if this, this we're we're in the we're in the trenches yeah we're in the trenches you know it's <laughs> like we got to we got to be here you know it sounds like we don't die if that's the case. We just keep moving to a different time. I mean, is that correct assumption or we just keep going and going and going? For some people, yes. Some people, no. There's like branches to a tree. Okay. You can take a wrong turn and go off and become a leaf and then you just fall down. Okay. So that's like kind of like a timeline. So there's like certain routes, like, that there's certain things that keep you on track so that you're always that tr seed that's planting itself to become that tree. There's sort of like that. So, you know, so it's possible to tumble through time like that. Yes. But it's also possible to 
fall off your timeline and kind of just wither away. Like it's a dead end that way. There's a dead end to the left, right. You got, you know, you got three options ahead to the left and right. Say, take, pick, pick one of those three and you're good. If you pick the ones to the right or left, you're kind of toast. <laughs> or you end up going back. Je- yeah. <laughs> Jedi, you'd like this one. Didn't you say there's a point where you don't have to pay for your own housing and you don't need money and money isn't a thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be anything special, okay? But, like, you know, listen, every single war that's ever been fought has been fought over money, okay? And money is the thing that enables the creation of weapons. So not only do they fight over money and possessions, but the, wep- the money enables weapons, which creates all this rural chaos, social division. Okay, all that stuff is like a class one barbaric caveman type mentality, basically, okay? When you go so far ahead and you're like a class five civilization, the word money doesn't exist. It does not exist. Weapons don't exist. I mean, there's, they have weapons that will blow up an entire planet. Yeah, but they don't use them. They already know how to make them. And there's certain technologies that are banned. Like you do not study nuclear physics because all it leads to is weapons and radiation. So there's certain technologies that they, that they banned along with things like money, um, stuff like that. Okay, so if, if I went back there and, and, and I, I said, hey, you got changed for 20, they'd probably, I'd have every person there gang up on me and beat the crap out of me. They would know instantly that, oh, you're one of them from back there. Like, and you instantly become this bad guy. Like, that's like, for, that's like using a cuss word, okay? Like, you do, because of the damage it causes to the world so many times from here forward and in the past, everything is caused and what's going to cause, what's still going to cause, it ain't over yet. They got rid of that. It is banned, outlawed. You do not mention that word at all. Like, no, forbidden. So they would know. They would know instantly you're a tourist. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you'd be basically looked at like a, a caveman. Honestly, right. it's like it's barbaric. They they look down on you so bad for even saying stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so. We basically, so you live for free. What do you say when you go to school, when you get out, you have to like do like some type of community service? Okay, so the next world war comes and it's just massive. It's brutal, okay? A lot of people die, okay? There's no other way around it. And then right after that, simultaneously, right after that, right in that same area, a major cataclysm hits. And pretty much everything that we have worked for for the last 5,000 years gets wiped out. So like all the technology we have is pretty much erased. And so when they and so when they finally do recover from that, which they do, they decide, okay, we're gonna do this differently. All the cities we build are gonna be built equally, so that if there's ever another cataclysm, the information is not lost. Everybody has the same information spread evenly around the world. So if a cataclysm strikes here, you know, it's the information is preserved. And that enables them to finally progress to a class two civilization okay you don't keep resetting basically and so part of that is that what what they do is they they say okay we're not doing money money doesn't exist we know we know what that does it 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 destroyed our planet like the planet's destroyed okay and they say okay we're not doing that anymore everything that everything that destroyed this planet we're not doing it anymore from here on out period that's it and so what they do is they're like okay we're gonna share information equally amongst the world all cities will be built equally and what we're going to do is everybody will have free housing free education free clothing free food free everything doesn't matter here there's infinite abundance 
Okay, there's no reason for anybody to fight over anything. Infinite abundance here on the planet. Even today there is. So they, they decide that they're going to spread that out evenly. And so you go to school, you go to college, it's all free. You, you, know, you get your college degree, you know, four or five years under the condition that once you're done, you are obligated to do a five, six year service. And what they do is they send you across the planet to another country, another city, local, whatever, and you have to serve as a teacher. So everything you learned in your degree, you have to teach those people how to do what you did as good as you did. And then once you get finished with that, you know, six, seven year service, you come back home and basically mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, everything else is free after that. You've, you've done yeah. that. That was your community service, basically. Your- Sounds pretty good, Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like teachers are, you know, have a high, higher authority over there than they do here. You know, they don't just get the, um, you know, recognition that they should in this today, you know, because teachers, we need teachers. We need good teachers. Yeah. The way they have it structured now is no, it's the carrot leaving the horse or the, you know, whatever. It's, it's not, it's, yeah, it's garbage, literally garbage. The teachers there are so like, once they release the chains, basically from his society, it, we just launch forward. Literally. I mean, at breakneck yeah. speed. I mean, we it's, Instantly, within a you know 100, 200 years, we become a class two civilization. What do you think the chains are? I mean, is it because you know the wars? I mean, greed, currency. Yeah, the the money the money system is like a, a stranglehold on humanity. Basically, is choking them down. And their intentions, I guess, I can kind of see was that they you know competition drives new inventions. You know that got so far, and then that worked for a little bit, but. It's strangle holding. It's a bottleneck. You have to release all that and let it flow. And so once they release that, then society just blows up. I mean, like exponentially, you know, super enlightened people within a couple hundred years, you know, like as soon as information is shared freely and all the, that's that bottleneck is released it, game over. This, this planet fixes itself really good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I cannot wait for that day. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. So I think one of the most interesting things we talked about, you can't deny this picture. We're going to pull up the portal. So you say you get pulled back. Explain the portal because it's kind of cool, this picture. And I can't imagine you just looking at the sky, faking a picture. Tell us about this and I'll post this on social media. Okay. So this picture here, um, I, I take pictures for myself so that I can remember things because it, so much happens. And so I try and validate them. And then I, you know, I can go through like a year or two later and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, so it's one time, it was about a year ago. Um, like I said, I sometimes slip either in time or sometimes into different worlds, different dimensions. I just slip there. I just find myself there. So this one time I find myself and I, you know, I kind of saw myself exiting this portal and boom, I'm in, I'm in this another world timeline, this parallel to ours. And China is running the world. Our government is China, like the communist China is running our our nation. We are all slave, communist slaves in the United States. I was like, oh my God. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, no way. And I'm just freaking. And people, everybody was miserable. Okay. It sucked. And so I came back through the portal and I'd see myself coming through this portal. I could see it coming back through it, the shape of it and everything. And I got, and I came back here and I was like, 
thank God I'm back here. Oh my gosh. Okay. We may not like our government so that that much, but hey, it's nothing like that. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I, I wake up and I was like, wow, that was crazy. And so, you know, I make some coffee, get up, go outside. And I look out the window. I'm like, oh my gosh, that portal's still there. I just came through that. And it was still, so I ran inside real quick and got my phone and I was able to get a picture of it before it dissipated. Right. Um, yeah. So it basically you have the sky and the clouds and then there's a little spot in the clouds where there's kind of looks like a triangle. So is the portal always triangle shaped? For the most part that I can tell, yes. The The basic claim is that you have a triangle on the outside with a circular portal in the center of that. That's That seems to be a, re, a recurring theme, yeah. That's pretty wild. You want to tell us about your, uh, we'll pull up this picture too, your watch story with your watch when you, I think you said you were camping. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm out camping in the woods by myself. I'm like 15, 20 miles out in the woods from the near city. There's nothing around me. Okay. Like you go elk hunting, there's no, there's no people around. Right. You know, and there's not like mm-hmm. 7-Eleven down the corner. So I'm out in the, I'm out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden, my hair starts standing up on end, and I get this static electric charge that surrounds my body. I'm like, what the heck? And my hair was standing up on end, like literally. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Even my, my arm hairs, everything. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I went to get a picture of it in the you know my vehicle's mirror, and as soon as I pulled my phone out to go snap a picture, my phone died. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, I, go to, I, I had you know these big power packs you can buy nowadays. They're like, you know. 12 amp hour, 12 volt emergency power packs. So I had two of those on me for, cause I, I usually go about a week at a time out there and I plug it in to charge my phone real quick and my hair still stand on end and it was dead. I'm like, okay, well maybe whatever. I'll try the other one. And it was dead. So I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? So I go start my vehicle and it won't start. It's dead. And my phone's dead. Both my emergency battery packs are dead. My vehicle's dead all the same time. And so I'm kind of freaking out now. And I'm like, well, I can't really leave because my vehicle won't start. So I guess I'm stuck here tonight. So I go ahead and I just, you know, the sun sets and it gets dark. And I remembered, oh, hey, I got a, I have a 12 volt, um, 12 volt fluorescent light. So I reached over and I grabbed the light. Okay. And, you know, you plug in your cigarette lighter. So I grabbed it with my hand and it lights up in my hand without plugging it in. I'm like, what? So I, I put it down. It shuts off. I pick it back up. It turns on. I'm like, get out. You're kidding me. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm playing with this thing a little bit. I'm like, well, at least I got light. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but I still couldn't get my, I still couldn't get my phone to work. So I'm like, okay, hold on. I, I got a little emergency wind up crank generator thing. I, I, let's try this little dude out. So I sent her winding up, but the same for like, you know, 10 minutes trying to get my phone to charge and it worked. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I got my phone to turn on and during this time I was doing this, I had looked at my watch and it was dead. I'm like, what? Nuh-uh. Oh my God, even my watch died too. Holy crap. So I got my phone on. So I managed to take a picture of, um, you can see the little light generator next to me. I'm, I'm cranking that and I just barely got a little bit of power and I got my phone charged. And my watch dead sitting next to me. Meanwhile, my hair still standing up on end. And I can still touch that 12-volt fluorescent light bulb with my hand. And it turned on by itself. Like just touching it, it would turn on. I didn't have to plug it in. And as soon as I would let it go, it'd turn off. So anyways, I, I'm like, okay, well, this is fun and everything. Great, cool. So I go to bed. I wake up and I'm like, well, I'm going to try my vehicle. I'm going to get the heck out of here. And my vehicle starts right up. Boom. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I'm, I tried my phone. Phone works. So I had power on my phone. 
Like I tried to take a picture five times with my phone and every single time I went to snap a picture, it would die. And I'd have to wind that little crank generator up to get it to go again. Okay. So I went to check my power packs. I'm like, and they were, they were both of them worked again. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. So anyways, I go back home because I still had like three, four days left there. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. So anyways, I go back home and I unpack everything and I'm looking through the pictures and wondering if they, they took or not, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. That one took. So I'm, I didn't think much of it. And I glanced down at the date and it said 1980, 1980. What? Right. I can see that in the picture. Yeah. I'm like, what? 1980. And I had gotten, I managed to get a couple other pictures of the same, same photo. That was just a, a duplicate. And that also said 1980. So my phone had recorded a date of 1980. Meanwhile, all power was cut. Static electricity engulfed my whole body. And so it was like an EMP type effect, but like a time event related thing too, simultaneously. It was really wild, man. It was really Did you go anywhere or do you remember of seeing anything besides the time on your watch? No, I don't. I didn't have any weird dreams that night. I'm just nothing. No, uh-uh. no. So you think it might have just been like a split second slip or something? Well, that's the thing. See, so you can be with somebody out there, whether it be aliens or government, somebody or even ourselves has an ability to go in time and come back. At the same exact second you left, so you don't even know you left. Right. You could be gone for like a week and not ever know it. So I perceived nothing as far as being gone, no. So this is something that you don't have control over. It just comes when it comes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever been like pulled so hard that you thought your whole body was going to go? Yeah, just last week, actually. <laughs> Can you it's tell scary, us about that? Man. Oh man! Oh yeah. So I'm used to I'm used to sliding. Okay, quote unquote sliding is how I kind of picture time traveling. You slide. You slide through time. Okay. So I, I I call it sliding or jumping, but more 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 so sliding. So I'm used to that feeling. Okay. But last week, actually, it was just a couple of days ago. I'm I'm aware of myself sliding, but it, something was pulling me. I'm like, whoa! And it was the future. I could tell. I could see it. Like like it, I could see the future, and I could see like this conduit portal spanning between us. I could see it. What and does it the pull pulling. feel like? Are you moving? Uh, is your body moving, or is it just like in yeah. your mind? Oh no, your whole body's being pulled. Like all hmm. of it. Yeah, your whole body's being literally dragged. Like if you're Laying on your stomach on a surfboard being pulled behind a boat, you don't really have a choice but to go behind that. Like, you're being dragged. Like, I actually felt like I was being dragged, and I could see where I was being dragged to. I mean, I could see it was the future. I could see it. I'm like, and I knew that was it. I'm like, I don't want to go there right now. I want to be here. And so I had to literally consciously make an effort, like a strong effort to remain here. And that was just last week? That was just a couple days ago, yeah. Do yeah. you think not going has affected your life now some way? I mean, was there a purpose why you had to go there? Well, it was like what Todd asked me earlier, you know, do I feel like I'm back in my past? And, you know, the answer was, yes, I feel like I'm back in my own past, but I feel that I, I feel, I sense that I'm supposed to be somewhere else, whether it be like 2048, you know, even 20 years ahead, 
whatever. I feel like that's actually where I'm supposed to be. And so when I feel like I was being pulled there, that's what I felt like it was back to that time also. And so I'm not right. Re- I, I'm supposed to be here right now, I think. And so I want to stay here for a little bit more. <laughs> do, you, do you have any control over what year you go to, or you just get pulled to wherever they pick? The first, the very first time I would say that I chose that myself, that is what I did. And, and the reason I say that is this kind of neat. Okay. So back when I was telling you the first time it ever happened, I said, where am I at? Did I die? You know, joking. Are you God? You know, I, I had no idea where I was at. I had no idea what happened. And the guy I was talking to, his name was John. He said, he laughs at me. He's like, no, I'm not God. No, you didn't die. <laughs> He's laughing at me. I'm like, well, I'm scared. You know what happened? He says, well, you time traveled here. And I'm like, okay. And I, I said, by how I, you know, I asked him what year it was. And so I'm, you know, I'm not really believing him. And he says, he says, no, Actually, he goes, I'm standing here today at this particular time because in our history books, it shows that you would arrive here at this date, at this time, at this place. And that's why I'm here today at this date, this time, this place, because I knew you were coming. So it almost sounded like I had done it before. But anyway, so he said, he just said, he said, I I just want to let you know that you're the, you're kind of special to us. Or how do you say it? You're kind of famous. Because because you made the longest quote unquote jump in time using your own willpower. He goes, We we also have time travel technology, but we have to use technology for it. He goes, You did it on your own. You, like a psychic you, ability. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so it was pretty neat. You know, I was like, I did that. <laughs> yeah. I what you just described is kind of exactly like the end of Back to the Future Part 2 when they were waiting for him. He's like, we knew you were going to be here at this time, and it led into Part 3 when they're in the Wild West. Oh, really? I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah at the end of Part 2. That's, so um, that's really interesting. Now, let's just say I know this isn't going to be a popular question because it's the most common question. If you went into the future and you're like a year away – like, can you get lottery numbers? Like, that's just something I have to ask because everyone always wants to know that. What's the deal with that? Getting rich off stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we have invented at some point in time after here. If, if not already, regardless, it's going to be invented. If it's not invented now, it will be. Whatever. You have to assume that it is a reality. Okay? And, and under that condition... There's people that patrol times, like basically time cops. They're agents is what they're called, okay? And they operate at what, what, what they call time labs, okay? They're special agents that work in time labs in different times, you know, in the future and stuff like that. Anyways, if, if I was to ever do something like that, I would get my butt kicked so hard because it's like one of the first rules that you do not do. Like, if you want to keep mm-hmm. your job as a time lab agent, you do not do that ever. You don't, you don't even breathe. You don't even, if that thought even crosses your mind, you're dead meat. Like, no, period. You do not do that. No. <laughs> Can you go not back in time and no. alter life right. events for yourself or any of your loved ones or anything at all? You know, I think that's a beautiful question. Okay. Honestly, that's a good one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say Yes. Within your own time stream, for you yourself, you can go back and visit points along your own time stream 
and try and make things better. You know, I mean, you'd never want to go back and make things worse, obviously. But yeah, you can go back and visit your old relatives. You know, like say, I say, oh, wow, I had an ancestor that lived in the 1300s at, you know, the castle of Arendelle. I want to go back and check him out. You know, so you can go back there and be one of the um, servants and he'll never even know it's you. You know, I mean, so you can do stuff like that. So would that just be like as easy as going to like a store like a 7-Eleven nowadays, like going back in time in the future? Yes. When you get so far along in the future, and I'm going to say, I'm going to just pick a number here. I'm going to say like 2056, 2057. By then, yes, it's common knowledge. You literally, if you got money, walk in, you know, quote unquote money. If I don't know how to say it. If you have, I don't know what the exchange currency is there, or I don't know if it's information, credits. I'm not sure what they use. If you can walk into a place, a time lab, and be sent back into your own time stream, which you can be sent back to a past life, but that past life won't necessarily be you. It'll be your ancestors. You're saying 2056, like 35 years from now, that's it? Yeah. Okay, so there's a, there's kind of a really harsh bump, and it's about 2048, and it's, it's almost blocked off. Like, to get past 2048 is really, really, really hard. If you get past that point, that means that you did everything right. Otherwise, you get sent back through this, like, loop, and you got to go through it again until you get it right. Once you get all that stuff right, then you're allowed to go past 2048. So once you go past 2048 to 2057, that era, then, yeah, everything's accessible, okay? Like, time travel, yes, it's your own life. It's your own life to go. You know, here, we'll send you back. You got one lifetime worth of time travel you want to go back to. I mean, and you basically, what you do is you go back and you live the life of that person. So So you're not living your own life. Yes, right. Because Jedi, I mean, I, I don't know about you. But doesn't 2057 not really seem that far off for such like a drastic thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just so interesting. I mean, what what are the, the rules that time agents abide by and expect us to abide by? I mean, is there a set of rules? I mean, besides going that far ahead? You can pretty much go anywhere you want to. You can go back to the days of the dinosaur. You can go back and you can go in the future. Once it's opened up freely, you can go anywhere you want to go. Do not do anything bad, period. You know, yes, you can step on a butterfly accidentally. You're not going to cause the world to die, you know, 10,000 years later. Okay, you know, there's, you, gotta, you can't be stupid about, stupid about it. But, like, if you go back and plant a bomb, you, you know, if you take a bomb back with you and plant it, you know, in the 1800s and blow up something – you're pretty much dead meat. Okay. So there's just, they will come and hunt you down period. And you cannot hide from them. No, like these agents are everywhere. Like, I don't even know how to say it. Um, they're in all times. Okay. Like every war it's ever fought, every election has ever been won or lost. There's agents that watch that. So is 2048, like the magic number. That's the year that it's hard to get past. Yeah, that's a tough one. Right. That's just hard. It, it is funny, though, Jedi, because I remember in 1985, we had to do a paper. What would the world be like in 30 years, like 2015? <laughs> and we we were all drawing like you'd go to school in jetpacks. And and then when you got to 2015, you're like, well, wait a minute. It's not really that much different, really, besides iPhones and stuff. 
Well, we do so, have the hoverboards. Right. Yes. We're Even getting we there hover. slowly. Yeah. So I say we do a couple more stories and wrap it up. I do want to ask, um, Mark, you want to tell us about the, I put it in my notes here, the, when you're making ice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So in the future, they have what is called flight logs. Okay. And that's a recording of your life during a certain time period. And so your entire life at that time period is called a flight log. So your that entire life you spent there is recorded. Okay. So if you ever want to go back to it, you can just pull up that flight log and go back to it. Right. No big deal. Anyway, so it was really hot here. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to look through the, I'm going to search the flight logs a little bit and see if I can learn how to make ice. Right. <laughs> and it told me to get a speaker, a subwoofer, get a, a vacuum tube to play a low sound to cross fade the vibrations, add lots of air, and that would make ice. And I'm like, what the heck? No is water. That? No, because it condenses. Well, yeah, you add water to the container that you would insert the probe into. The 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 tube would freeze the water that it would be placed. In. Okay, so it's instant. It's cryogenic freezing, basically. Anyway, so I I I'm like I see all these terms. I'm like, what is that? So I, I go on Google real quick, and I'm like, okay, I typed in all this stuff, you know, <laughs> like. And it, so the the idea was they were using sound, low sound waves, like subwoofer, low low sound to make ice. Uh, so I typed in sound ice and I didn't get much. I'm like, okay, sonic ice. So after you search around a little bit, you're like, oh, okay, there it is. And so nowadays they just have this technology out. It's called acoustic refrigeration. And the military uses it to make these refrigerators that run off of sound. And it, what it is, is basically all the parts I just described to you. Those are the components of it. That's so, really strange. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so these flight logs can go into the future. I don't know how far. I mean, indefinitely, I imagine. And into the past also. So everything's recorded. Like, all time is recorded. Like, it's almost impossible not to record it. You know, so, like, say, it, whenever I leave here, that flight log, you know, say I'm in the year, you know, 3020. I'm like, man, mm -hmm. okay, my life sucks here. Okay, how come? Oh, because back in 2020, you were a jerk. Okay, so I can pull up that flight log, go back, try and fix that. Okay, there. All right, there, I fixed that. Right. Cool. Okay, so you can go back and try and ed make your life better within your own time stream. And you keep trying to perfect yourself, you know. So it's pretty yeah. cool. What do you make of all this, Jedi? It's fascinating. It's very interesting. I mean... If if I could time travel, hey, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, totally. The thing is, like, I think a lot of the people listening at home will probably, when I mean, they listen to all our wacky stuff, so we'll believe this and some won't. But I just think that's such a random thing for him to make up. You know what I mean about the ice? So I think he's definitely uh, telling us the truth. Do you have any more questions for him? Yeah, I mean, how do you get sign up? <laughs> you know? yeah. How do you get chosen? <laughs> well, what you would have to do is you have to learn. There's a certain there's certain meditations you have to do. Okay, and I can teach you those if you want. I mean, I I, I feel everybody should be able to navigate their own time stream. It's just that's your right. 
Okay. I so, agree. It's, is there so some, you could, is something you could tell us right now so the Morks listening can do it themselves, or is it really a detailed thing? The best thing I can tell you is that when you're just about ready to fall asleep, try to not fall asleep. There's a point in between the time that you're just about ready to fall asleep and you've actually fallen asleep. There's a little spot right inside there. And if you can hold that right in between, that's when you can slide through time. Okay. And I feel like I know that spot that you're talking about. <laughs> and you're just drifting. No, I, I, I do feel that sometimes when I'm like just drifting off and I'm kind of awake and I'm kind of asleep. Yeah, right there. That, that's it. And what will happen is you'll hear like, you'll, you'll sometimes hear voices and you're like thinking, okay, I'm talking to myself or my brain's talking to me. No, there's people that are exist at that layer, that level that are aware of you entering that level. And they're like, Oh, cool. I can talk to him now. Yeah. So you can yeah. hear. Yeah. What, once you enter that, that realm, that, that plane, you, you become visible. And so other people can see you who are already there. There's, there's people that exist there at that plane only. They don't come down here and exist. They live at that plane. So anyways, yeah. Through meditation. And I, like I said, I can teach you guys. No big deal. It's mm -hmm. really simple. It's hard. Um, there's probably two, three different ways you can do it. Not a big deal, honestly. And it's going to be all internal work that you have to do. You know, maybe like I pretty much used to meditate. I, I've been meditating since I was 10, about an hour a day. And I set aside an hour a day every day to, to meditate. And if I don't have a full hour, then at least five, 10 minutes before I go to bed, minimum. Is it like transcendental meditation? I've never done that, so I don't know, but I guess I would assume it's something similar. There's certain, it's a, it's like a heart exercise that you have to do because your, your heart, you have to learn how to guide your heart and that steers you through time. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll definitely keep in touch with you when this is over and maybe you can uh, try to teach me that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah so this is, but there's, there's other ways too. You have an internal Stargate you can access that doesn't require that. And so what you is can. that? Most, um, let's see. Okay. So if you drew a triangle on your forehead, so you close your eyes, you draw a triangle on your forehead and imagine like the movie Stargate, they had that portal, just draw that in your mind and then draw a little ramp up it and make yourself really tiny, like a quarter inch tall. And so you're drawing this in your mind and now picture yourself walking up this little ramp. And as you walk up this ramp, you get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger until you walk up this ramp and now you're full size. Okay. So this is a meditation visualization exercise. And then it'll be wavy. So just do the visualization and it's kind of wavy and then walk through it. So if you can get that far to where you've walked up to it and can see that, then you just walk through it. Boom. There you go. It's like literally wow. that easy. Yeah. What does your family think of this? Or do they know or? It's expected of me. They know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We, we all do stuff. Every, every one of us yeah. does stuff. You do stuff. Jedi does stuff. Yeah. Everyone does things, but they don't know they do it. Yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm a little wacky, too, where my family would be like, oh, that's just Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Is there any other interesting things you want to tell us? Maybe one or two more things? Like, oh, how do you to. know that someone is lying about time traveling? When they give too many details, for one... Because that's like a no-no. 
you don't rat out your own kind. <laughs> All right. You, when you try to overprove it, you basically are. That's when you kind of know you're you're they're they're lying. Like if they start giving dates and GPS addresses and this and that, okay, baloney. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. Um, when they start, when it's really fear based, a lot of fear based traumatizing stuff, then I don't think it's a accurate description. You know, I mean, because it, time it'll resolves itself. Okay, retrocausality is a given; it's a norm. So you have to dispel that stuff. Um, let me see. So, so, so let me give you some examples of some some of the stuff happens to me. Okay, so like, and I like I said, I think this is a residual effect of like I said, having go when you slip ahead of time, and you come back. Obviously, when you go forward in time, you're going to experience deja vu occasionally, right? It would make sense. So for me, I would have a vision of the number 99. I wake up, I'm like, okay, whatever the heck that means. Sure, right. I get up, make some coffee, walk outside, and the neighbor's mowing his yard wearing the shirt 99. I'm like, what? You know, that's simple. Um, it would be like me dreaming of a ballerina dancing. I'm like, right, there we go. Good, good one. Uh-huh, right, sure. You wake up, the day goes by, your girlfriend comes home, throws in a movie, and it's about ballerinas dancing. You're like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, so, that, I mean, that can go stuff, on and that, on. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff I'm after. That That's the stuff I'm really interested in. You think about something, and then all of a sudden, like, you see the 99 on someone's shirt or something. Uh, I listened to this comedian, Shane Moss. He is into time travel, and he had similar things happen. Like, he really wanted this job somewhere, and he dreamt it and he thought about the job and the next day he gets a phone call and he's like hello and the guy said hey just want to let you know i'm wondering if you're interested in this job and he's like this is just way too freaky like stuff like that he like envisioned it and it happened the next day he probably accessed his own time yeah right but and there's another part yeah. of it too there's another part of that too is when you think about something you your thoughts go forward okay forget about the speed it doesn't matter just assume that they're faster than light Okay, throw all the physics garbage away. It's garbage. When you think about something, you shoot that out like an arrow. And the problem is you don't know where it went. You're, you're shooting in the dark blind, basically, when you think stuff. And so you come be bopping along like the next day. And you're like, hey, I just thought that. Yeah, that's where it landed. Right. So this might be kind of a personal question. You don't have to answer if you don't want. But that same guy, Shane Moss, kept having all these like time travel visions and someone in his family ended up like sending him to an institution because of that. Has anything like that ever like come up? Anyone like not believing it and think that you should like seek help for that? Is that something that would happen or they believe you? He talks openly <laughs> about right. that. I don't, those thoughts don't even cross my mind, man. I mean, if anything, yeah. you got like three letter agencies that want to, you know, hire you or hurt you to get information out of. And I'll tell you this. Okay. So, yeah, so no, the, what you asked, no, that doesn't yeah. cross my mind. Yeah. So, okay, so let's just say, just pretend with me, play along, okay, you know, play devil's advocate. Okay? So I go in the future and I see a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have seen, okay? So they perform a memory wipe on me and they said, look, we cannot send you back with what you know. We have to erase the things you saw from your vision. We, we're not going to erase this event, but certain things that you saw, we have to erase for your own protection so that when you go back, no matter what they do, 
they cannot get that information out of you. But that kind of sounds like the Men in Black movie when they do the memory erase. You know what scene I'm talking about? Is it similar to that? Yep. I, you know, I hadn't seen that movie yet, and this happened way before that movie even occurred. This this happened way back in, like, 84. So, yeah. Um, I would say, yes, spot on. Yeah. There are certain things that they didn't want you to remember. And so what they, what they told me is that, look, you've seen enough that it would endanger our time if we sent you back with that knowledge. Certain things you've seen, we can't let you – you you cannot take that back. We're going to erase those parts. Are you okay with that? Do you understand? And I said, Yeah. Go for, I understand completely. Go for it. And they said, okay, listen, when the time comes, when we know that you're ready and it's safe, we will let you remember those things again, okay? It's not a permanent erasing thing. It's just a temporary block so that no one else can access it under any means, okay? So, it, you know, as far as people saying, oh, we're going to throw you in a mental institution, <laughs> dude, that's a last time we're <laughs> You, you got you got governments that want to come get you, hire you, mm-hmm. and if you don't tell them what you want, they're going to kill your kill children. You got stuff like yeah. that, and I figure if whatever happens happens, I got people higher up than them that's watching my back, so it doesn't matter. Whatever, you know. I used to hide for mm-hmm. a long time. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to hide. I'm here. I'm here now, and they can just deal with it. Period. That's it. I'm here for a reason. That's right. that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anything else, Jedi? I mean, we could go all night, but do you have anything else like major? No, I just, you know, it's fascinating listening to how and, you know, I would like to know the reasons why, but, you know, only the time travel agents or that person traveling probably knows the reasons why. Yeah. Oh, I I do have one more question. I do have one more question, Mark. When you went back and saw the cave girl, and then you saw her at the grocery store or whatever. Was she with, like, a, an agent? Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's the day I saw my first actual time travel agent. Yes, exactly. And let me tell you, man, I picture someone about, picture a lady about, oh, 5'11", 6 foot tall, tall, skinny, business suit, wearing a, a wide-brimmed hat. That the hat doesn't look, the hat looks out of place with the business suit, okay? Mm-hmm. So imagine that, and then imagine, when I when I saw that cave girl, and I looked at her, and when it finally clicked, what, who I was seeing, that I looked at the lady, and she gave me the meanest look, like, kid, I know that you know what you're seeing. If you mention a word to this, I will come and hunt you down. I mean, she gave me the most wicked look ever. She didn't say a word, and I knew instantly, I knew, man, I, I was like, I knew, I was like, check, yep, got it, mm-hmm, yes, ma'am. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. They're out there, dude. They're cool. seriously, they're out there. Yeah. So, full disclosure right now for the history of our show, I just heard the cuckoo clock again going off at Jedi's house. And every time the cuckoo clock goes off, it's in the middle of someone telling us something wild. So, if you hear the cuckoo <laughs> yeah. clock, we're not making... We're not making fun of anyone. It's just randomly going off. The other day, we were talking about how the uh, we lived on a flat earth, and there was a dome, and they were explaining, and you could just hear, cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, hey, b- before we go, I want to I share something with you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Go this for is it. Something you guys, this is something you guys can do, okay? It's, kinda, it's really fun. Okay, it's really fun. So... You know, the people have like signs. You can, you can leave the universe communicates through events. 
it's a form of communication. It, 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 the universe communicates through signs. That's a form of communication. So information is spread in all directions. The information is coming towards us from the future and from the past through us. Information is going in all directions simultaneously, okay? So if you just assume that in your reality around you, okay, you, you just have to assume it, okay? So say in the future, I want to send a message back to my, myself like, hello, is anybody there? Hello, just simple word, hello, right? So what I would do, and I would send the message back and I would send it in a reverse form. I would send it O-L-L-E-H, okay? And I would send it in a way that I made sure you could spell it out individually. So what would happen is that me, me back here, is I would, I would, um, the first letter would be an O, okay? And so I would be walking along and I find this like rubber washer on the floor, whatever. And so, um, you know, later on the day, I find another one. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then, so like later on the day, you open a drawer and one of them falls out. You're like, wow, okay. So today's theme was a rubber washer, whatever, right? And so you write that down. And the next day, you're, you're driving along and you look at all the license plates and like seven out of 10 of them all have this beginning letter L. You're like, really? That's kind of weird. And then the street you have to go meet someone at is the name which starts with L, Louisiana. And you're like, okay, so today's theme was an L. Got it. So you write that down. The next day, same thing. Okay. Um, I got to go store. Honey, can you pick up some lettuce? And you're like, oh, here it is again. So the next day you have an L, right? And so the next day, you know, honey, can you go get some eggs and some energy drinks, you know? And so you figure out that that day's theme, quote unquote, theme is an E. Okay. So I'm going to do an out of order here, whatever. And so then and the next day it would be like, it would be an H. So all the license plates would be H's beginning with most of them. You see, there's an overpowering, overwhelming theme to the day that is simplified with just a single letter. So, so you, you write have those to down be uh, aware of the signs you're saying. Yes, right. And if you can become aware of the theme for that day and how the information is coming at you, you can piece it together. And you're like, oh my gosh, someone just said hello to me. And it took them five days to send that message for me to get it. Wow. And then you realize that you're being communicated too, like that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. neat, man. It's fun. Jedi, we have it, to look out for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Not That's serious. pretty interesting. Yeah. No, but it, it's interesting because I taught myself how to write backwards so that's why when you said <laughs> writing backwards well, i know that's interesting maybe that's a I sign i love hearing this stuff because who knows what's going on in this like weird world that we're in i i don't doubt this stuff happens time travel and i've seen weird pictures of i forget what it was there was uh, it was like a boxing match like 30 years ago, maybe when Tyson was young, there was a guy in the crowd holding up a, a phone and there was no such thing back then. And so like a picture from like the 1900s, someone had like a watch on with like, it was obviously a smart watch. So I feel like some, that stuff could be true. You ever hear anything like that, Mark? Yes. Yes. And no, um, no, there's strict protocols. You don't just go around carrying iPhones back to like the, you know, 1500s. I mean, yeah, right. You don't even have it on you to begin with. So I kind of doubt most of that stuff, honestly. Yeah. I, I, what about I, ghosts? 
are they time travelers or are ghosts ghosts or are ghosts time travelers in spiritual forms or? That's a hard one. Okay. Ghosts inhabit their own realm and some of them can decide to stay here. They're like, no, I just want to stay here. I want to remain a ghost for a while. I don't want a body. I don't, I don't, you know, we're going to time out. I'm going to stay here for a hundred years and just be a ghost. I, I, I liked being here at this time and in this place. And I just want to hang out with these people here. And so you, it's a choice that they make. They can stay here and be a ghost. And, you know, after a hundred, couple hundred years goes by, they're like, okay, fine. I'll get a body. Reincarnate me, you know? So that's, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a choice they make. It's, it's not like they're, yeah. you know, stuck in some bad room. They can't get out. You know, all that's fear-based garbage. Right. So I, mean, you, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I was going to say maybe like in a few months we can revisit with Mark. Maybe he'll have some more stories and definitely keep in touch with me. Tell me if anything else happens and we can uh, definitely revisit this down the line. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, I love the questions, Jedi. Beautiful, Todd. Awesome. I mean, seriously, yeah. You guys can private message me if you want to. Um, I, Yeah, we can talk anytime you want. It's fun. Thank definitely. you so Any- much. Anyone listening has any questions for Mark, um, just send them to me and I'll I'll just message him. You get back super fast to me every time I message you. Um, so I think that, that about does it. Hey, Jedi, we have our first two shout outs. Oh, okay. Go for it. Yeah. I know we're kind of a new show. People probably slowly start to discover us. Hopefully, hopefully binge us at some point. But Katie Lynn messaged me that she's been listening to our first couple of shows while she's mowing her lawn. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> and then you. I got a I got a message from Michelle and Matt. They were on a road trip to South Carolina and they were uh, listening to our show. So, anyone ha- definitely message us. We're active on social media. We're going to post all the pictures that Mark shared with us with the portal and um the horse that had the number 13. That's pretty cool. A couple other things to watch in the moon, but uh, I think this was kind of an interesting show. Really fun. I like time travel movies and stuff. What about you? Yeah, I do. Have you guys so seen the check- movie Tenant? No. That was so confusing to me. I didn't get it. Oh my gosh, watch it again. It, once you really get <laughs> Holy It was cow. too much. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's it he called? Tenant? Tenant? Tenant, yes. Okay. Yes. All right, I'll check it out. Mark, thanks for joining us. So everyone, check us out on social media under Two Conspiracies and Beyond. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, clovercrestmedia.com. And Jedi, you want to send us off? Well, Marks, the end is here once again. Hope you enjoy Two Conspiracies and Beyond, and thanks for listening. Thanks for being on our podcast, Mark. Great talking to you. Yes, ma'am. Todd, thank you, sir. Thank you.